Hello again, everyone, and welcome back for our 18th episode of the Foxton Sports Podcast. Along with my three inspiring sons, Kellen, Gary, and Gannon, I am Todd Fox, and together we are the Foxton. You can hear us through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, Stitcher, Overcast, and Google Podcasts, just to name a few. And we are fortunate that you've decided to join the Skulk and are spending your time listening to our podcast. We are also on Twitter and Instagram at Foxton Sports. And you can email us at foxdensports at yahoo.com. Since this marks our 18th episode, we like to share what players that wore the jersey number of the episode number we're on. So since today is our 18th episode, what player comes to mind that wore the jersey number 18? I'm going Bruno Fernandez, mm. Manchester United, and Portuguese midfielder. He's the only reason Manchester United was the in the Champions League this past season. For this season. Yeah, the stinker of a year this year, though. Yeah, still my my number 18. Mine will be historical left back for FC Barcelona, Jordi Alba. He currently plays for him also, but he played for him back in their prime days of Neymar there also. I uh, I don't really know many 18, so I had to do quite a bit of research to find one, but I'd probably go with my favorite football player of all time, Peyton Manning. Oh, yeah. Definitely Peyton Manning. I agree. But I will tell you, because Peyton Manning is number 18. If you think of number 18, that's who it got to be. But here's some just some players that uh, you may or may not have heard of, which I don't think you guys have heard of hardly any probably of these. Probably not. Roman Gabriel, former – quarterback in the nfl back in the i think the 60s maybe early 70s maybe roman gabriel played i think for the rams maybe the eagles as well i can't remember but dave cowens played for boston celtics in the 70s really good player ron futcher he played for the minnesota kicks when he played for the minnesota kicks he was number 18 and that dude was one of the best soccer players i ever saw gold scorers he played with tulsa a couple of years won a championship with the roughnecks number 18 would be victor moreland for me he played for the roughnecks number 18 best friends billy caskey my favorite player of all time but victor was the captain of the roughnecks just a good solid defender uh love the guy only thing i remember about victor is uh creating him as a my player whenever we did that whole roughnecks with the whole the whole NASL. soccer league that we created on yeah nasl on fifa back in the day i spent a lot of hours on that league <laughs> i wonder if anybody ever uses that anymore you know what i mean because if, if it's still out there somewhere people probably saw those that were made i bet you they do i want to say you could probably still do it if you did an old FIFA, but I don't know if they still have it on. Right, the I don't FIFA. think they did on the new ones. You that can't. The last one. They shut. You those can't down, even use they? those servers anymore. Yeah. They so does that kept- does that mean you wouldn't? If you can't use the servers, does that mean you wouldn't be able to use it at all? Yeah. The really? stuff we did. Yeah. Oh, that stinks. Because that was some really good stuff. I mean, we the only issue was that we had like the roughneck players in the '90s, and they were all probably probably in the high fifties. You know, most of yeah. them. Yeah. You know, well, like, for the league as itself, though. Yeah. Like in the yeah, NASL. We since we didn't compare them to all the best. Right. No, you're, I agree 100%. I mean, it was pretty fun, though. I mean, because Chicago Sting, Roughnecks, Cosmo. I'll never forget. Whatever. 
forget the time you got real mad at me because I, I launched a I hit the wrong button and launched a, a shot from like midfield with Alan Woodward and somehow hit the corner and scored. That's well, hilarious. We were all going nuts. You were mad when it was in the air because it was in the air for like 30 seconds. And then <laughs> it just goes in and we're all just going wild. And we made Woodward with that cast. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. I did a lot of research on those players. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. But remember what stunk is whatever we would push the, was it the quick save? And you were basically, we didn't realize it at the time, but you were gambling on if it saved it or not because we'd have to restart the whole thing. Or when we figured out, Kellen finally figured out how to get like the white box around the logos. Yeah, off of there. It was pretty. It was pretty pretty nice. If anybody knew anything about the NS, NASL, they would have loved playing it. I guarantee. I guarantee. I was gonna say it stunk that you could only do like a tournament. You couldn't do like a career or anything. You could do like, yeah, just one season or a tournament. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember towards the end, I started putting, like, Messi and Ronaldo in there to some of those teams, too. Just to – I think Messi played for – I think I put him in Atlanta for whatever reason. Ronaldo was a – I think an L.A. guy. But – because I couldn't put anybody on the Cosmos because they had Canalia, Pele, Bogikovic, all those guys. So, it was kind of hard to do that. It's been a while since we got together. I know – Kellen, you got married. Then I think we had a podcast sometime between then and now. We had one. Then we've got Garrett's graduated since then. Gannon's graduated since then. And then Garrett gets married here coming up in the next few days. So Kellen had a nice. How many day did you how many days were you gone for your honeymoon? We were gone 10 days, but we were in the Maldives for eight because it was took 30 plus hours to get there and back. So, so give us a, just a little quick, not, I'm going to say quick, but you know, give us a, how, how it was and food and all that kind of stuff. The whole plane ride, like, cause you were in the plane for a long time, right? Yeah. So we did a, like a, we flew to Dallas. Then we flew to Qatar or Doha. That took about, seven or eight hours and then we did a 15 hour flight to molly and that was terrible i slept the first seven and a half and i couldn't sleep the second seven and a half so i was just chilling uh then we did a boat ride from there to our island and it was like constantly it was between 83 and 87 degrees the whole Mm. time day and night which was nice except like the hardest thing to get used to, they didn't really do a lot of ice. So we'd ask for ice wa- ice water. There were like three cubes and be melted by the time we, we got it to our mouth. So we're, I'm used to like loading those cups up. Right. We had like, we did like an all-inclusive. So it only, there was like two restaurants. So it only included one, which was like a buffet type thing. And there was a lot of Indian food and breakfast. There'd be a lot of pancakes waffles french toast mm. there was like an egg station where you just told the guy exactly how you wanted your eggs lots of fruits then there was pizza for lunch and a lot of just random there was like a pasta set station lunch and dinner i ate a lot of pasta was the food good different random Indian foods. it was pretty good it was just by the, by 
after eight days, it was kind of the same thing. They switched it up a little bit, but overall it felt pretty similar. So it was good, but I don't know if I could have done much longer. Cause, and I'd get, for some reason, I, I'd get hungry at like midnight and I just want like Taco yeah. Bell or something, but there was nothing to do after that. The restaurant was closed and we did have a, we did have a special all-inclusive meal where they cooked steaks. We had like a six course meal and they gave us all this random stuff, salmon and steak and mushroom soup good. which but that was good Taylor and i both neither like mushrooms so we didn't eat much of that but then we hop in this three-hour line for customs and out in uh, chicago and the same dudes behind me on the phone for three hours bumping me with a suitcase and i was just like do you not do you not understand like just please shut up but were the planes like a normal size plane or did, did you have a little bit more kind of space to sleep and stuff it was very, very tight. There was one flight we got upgraded to Comfort Plus, but it was like the seven, the six, the seven or eight hour flight from Dallas to Qatar on the way there. So we we're really hoping we'd get one of those on the way back, but we did not. So it was, mm-hmm. it was pretty tight. It was not comfortable at all. And then we had the nice 10 and a half hour drive from Springfield to Atlanta in my car with no AC. So that was, yeah, that was nice, but it was we- fun. It was, a nice relaxing week yeah we know what no ac is like uh for the last what was it thursday or friday we lost ac here and it's been in the 90s so it's been rough we got it fixed today but very very expensive but makes you wonder or makes you appreciate the the oh yeah air conditioning for sure so when you got back were you able to know anything that was going on in the sports world at all did you have any idea a little bit because I had Wi-Fi, but the problem was I didn't I didn't think about I just didn't realize that this country would have different adapters to plug into the wall. So I couldn't charge my phone. They had one American charger, but it would overheat after like five minutes and stop working for like 30. So the whole trip I would if I was in the in the room, I would keep plugging in and unplugging my portable charger and then using that to charge my phone. So my it was very risky, not risky, but very hard trying to keep my phone charged. But I did have Wi-Fi most of the time when it worked. I don't really remember anything specific that happened while I was there. But yeah, you were several hours ahead of us, so there were several times me and Gannon wanted to get a hold of you and see if you knew who won the game since you were ahead of us. I was like ten or (laughs) eleven hours ahead, I believe. Anyway, no, no. I mean, there's been a lot that's happened between then. NBA playoffs are going on. I know the NFL had their schedule release, which you were saying the Cowboys and the Commanders have the two easiest schedules, right? Yeah. Which, who knows how that's going to go down because one, I have no idea who had it last year, like at the beginning of the year. It's all about the end of the year. A lot of injuries can play a big part of that. So Cowboys need all the help they can get this year so having one of the easier schedules does not hurt my feelings i know we play is it like the do we play like the jaguars texans colts and titans and all the titans i think that's what we play and i think i saw like in a five-week stretch we play all four of them like there's somebody randomly in the middle of those but i know we open up the season against the buccaneers right 
scope. Yeah, there's a. I think it's a. I think we have a home game Tampa. though. Thank goodness. Yeah, it's home game this year. NBA playoffs are going on right now. Dallas just defeated Phoenix last night, and then they play Golden State and then Boston and Miami. Who do you, who do y'all like in those in that series? Because I, I I heard a stat on the way home today, which it says the team that's beaten Golden State the most in the last four years is Dallas. They're 10 and four against them. Now you've got to factor in, in the last four years, what's happened. I know clay clay missed what two of those years. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I and so. then I know Curry's been in and out, but I mean, still they've beaten them. They're 10 and four against them in the last four years. So that's pretty impressive. I think that'll be interesting. What do you, how do you see those? How many games do you think is going to go in each series? And who do you think is going to wind up going to the finals between both games? Say the Warriors wow. and the Celtics both in six. Yeah, I think I I hate to say it, but I think the Warriors will be the Mavericks and I think the Celtics will win. However, I think the last two or potentially three years, the team that beats James Harden in the playoffs goes on to win the, the finals. Interesting. 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 I, I think it's two years. I could be, but yeah. But I, I agree with Gannon. I think it'll be Celtics and Warriors, sadly. It probably would be two years, yeah. I think we'll get a game seven out of Miami and Boston. I think it's Boston. Or no, I think Miami and Golden State both in five. Five. Who are you five? For? No kidding. Golden State and Miami. You're rooting for Golden State over Mavericks? Oh, yeah. I hate Luca with the passion. What? I love what? it. I love the guy. I don't, I don't love I don't love Luca, but I hate the Warriors more. I have so much more mad respect for him after this series. Just he basically, I mean, honestly, not single-handedly, but almost seems like took the whole Maverick team on his back and just tore through them. That was pretty cool. I mean, he's one of those Offensively. players that turns, turned around a franchise. Like, yeah. You get somebody like him, he can tur- he, he'll win on any team. Yeah. I would like to see Dallas against Boston. I'm afraid it's going to be Golden State. Man, the other series, I don't know. It's a toss-up. If if you had, uh, if I had to pick today, I'd probably say Miami. I think defensively they're really, really good. And I think do they have four games or do they have the home court? Is it four at home? If need yeah, be, they were the number one. Seed. Yeah, yeah, it'd be Miami. two home, two away. So anyway, that's what, either way. Uh, that's what I think. Go ahead. I'll say I'll be rooting for the West either way. Golden State or Dallas to win it all. I hope so, at least. I don't know if either of them will, but that's what I'm rooting Golden for. Golden State's my least favorite out of the, the bunch, but I think they're the best team. Yeah. Are. They are good. For sure. Or we were talking about Dallas playing Tom Brady and the Bucks in the first game. You know, Brady, he signed on. How long of a deal was it? Was it like 10 years with Fox? Yeah which is ridiculously long for somebody that's never done that before, but I think he'll do well. Is he going to get paid? Like, was it $375 million or something like that? I can't remember what it was. 
Yeah. He'll make more money there than he did in his NFL career, yeah. I, I don't know why he just didn't stop right now and just go there. Honestly. A guy like him probably doesn't necessarily need money. Right. But there's been a lot of this offseason, probably the biggest changeup I've ever seen since I can remember of people moving. So you've got Troy Aikman and Joe Buck that are going to Monday Night Football on ESPN. You've got Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit are going to do the Thursday night games on Amazon Prime. And then Herbstreit's still going to do the college game day and then doing like the game of the week for ESPN, ABC, whoever. Then you've got, I think, Mike Tirico, who which I got to, to see last week at a meeting. It's pretty cool. Mike Tirico is taking over for Al on NBC with Collinsworth, right? There's been a lot of movement around. Is there? Is, am I missing anybody? I mean, Drew Brees is left yeah. most likely. I thought he did really well. He did, yeah. He did solid. He's just. Did you see he's maybe coming back? Yeah, I heard that on the way to work this morning. They said it's possibility of him coming back to play for the Saints, which he I think would be a mistake. Did I he really? It would be a mistake, but I think it'd be a huge mistake. He just, he just tweeted that he his future is uncertain and like all of this stuff. And he said like coming back to NBC, coming back to the NFL, spending time with his family, doing like a golf tour, like all these things he could do. That means like, he's coming back to the NFL. I'm just telling you. I hope not. I hope not too, because I just don't. I think it's already they're they're they're. They moved on. I, who's their coach? Do y'all remember? I don't even know who they hired. Uh, since Sean Payton left, I couldn't tell you. Was it an assistant? I thought maybe an assistant got promoted. The guy who always wears like the visors. So it is. It's Dennis Allen. He was there. I want to. He may have been like a, he was a defense coordinator. I know he used to coach the Raiders for a while, but yeah, that's who it is. Dennis Allen, who he's got. He's Related to George Allen, who used to be a big-time NFL coach back in the year in the uh, 60s and 70s. But, I, yeah, Breeze, he sh- if he were retired, he should be retired. But he can do what he wants. But it got me to thinking, some of, so some of the best broadcasters, like I thought this would be a good podcast when there's not a whole lot of sports going on. To me, like I'll just tell you, like football-wise, I'll tell you some of mine. My favorite of all time would be the Monday night crew of Howard Cosell, Frank Gifford, and Don Meredith. I mean, you guys have seen me watch like old YouTube videos of the old, some of the old games, not the whole thing, but all just the beginnings and some of the stuff in the middle. Cause I mean, it's just something about that era and just that time frame just remind just gives me goosebumps. It makes me feel good. That's why I like to listen to that kind of stuff. But they were, they were my favorite of all time. I think John Madden, Pat Summerall were incredible together as well. Dick Emberg and um, Merlin Olson were together for a long time on NBC when I was growing up. They were really good. But then, you know, who, who are some of the your guys' favorites? It doesn't have to necessarily be football because I got other ones for basketball and baseball, but you guys have anybody you can think of? I would say football-wise – like Troy Aikman and Joe Buck a lot, even though a ton of people hate them, which I really don't even know why, but I like them. Their voices are good. Bucks, Joe Buck's voice is 
perfect for yeah. announcing games and they just work well together. And then basketball, I love the guys on TNT. Uh Jeff Van Gundy. Jeff Van Gundy. Um gosh. Doris. Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson. Yeah. And then also Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller's good. Yeah, I agree. I think he's good too. I know. Yeah, when I was growing up, Dick Stockton. So CBS did like Sunday afternoon base basketball games, and Dick Stockton and Tommy Heinzma used to be a coach. He played for the Celtics and coached for the Celtics, but they were really good. Dick Stockton had a great voice for basketball. Marv Albert did a really good job. I always uh, – I loved Vin Scully for baseball. Him and Joe Gargiola did baseball when I was a kid for – I think it was like NBC, like a Saturday afternoon. So when I was growing up, you, you got to see baseball on like a Saturday afternoon. I'm assuming a Sunday maybe every once in a while on a Monday night. That was it basically growing up. And then I know WGN got the Cubs for cable, and then uh, TBS got the – Atlanta Braves. So you had Harry Carey for the Cubs and his son Skip Carey did the Braves. So it's pretty it was pretty cool listening to those kind of guys back then. So we've had some really good sports announcers, I think, throughout the years. You guys, Gannon, Kellen, you got anybody your favorites? Some of the basketball ones Gary mentioned are some of my favorites. Uh Mike Breen, probably my favorite announcer of all sports i'd say from that i can remember i don't know names really i, I recognize the voices and i'm right. like oh yeah I like these or whatever i just don't really know names quite so much and a lot of the nba games i watch it'll be like the team announcers and those guys usually aren't very good right i mean like i kind of like the, i like the guys who do the thunder games just because i think we, we watch them so much yeah. you kind of just you think about those guys but yeah i've met good old michael cage yeah you have that's pretty cool very cool, actually. I agree with Gary. I don't I don't understand the hate, but I like Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Yeah. I also like Tony Romo. Oh, Romo. Ooh, Nance, yeah. Really we good. all Romo and Nance. Nance. No, Oh, yeah. It's, it's just fun to watch and predict the future. <laughs> why, do, why do people not like Chris Collinsworth? I like Chris Collinsworth. Your mom. I hate like Because of Madden. Is that why? Yeah, because the like one year he was in Madden, he would just roast you whenever he made. He was mistake. on a lot of years. Maybe it was, but I just remember one year specifically. Yeah. Like you made one mistake, he would just clown you. He just and you're just like, shut up, Chris Collinsworth. I'm yeah, <laughs> like, I'm winning. I'm winning 120 to four. What do What do you want me to do? Here's a guy. He'd always say something like that. Well, as much as I, I dislike Chris Collinsworth, I do enjoy the slide. Every mm, the Collinsworth slide. It is solid. something special. I hate Gus Johnson. Gus Johnson's the worst. I do not like Gus Johnson in announcing games. He always is biased against always or OU, too. He's not even just that. He's just biased towards one of the teams. Yeah. Talk about a trash uh, TV guy, Robert Griffin III. Oh, yeah, you're right. And a lot of people liked him. He was terrible. I don't know why. Yeah, he was terrible. He wasn't very good. Gus Johnson, I didn't like him at first, but he kind of got I kind of liked him a little bit. He he the only thing is he just gets a little bit too animated and just, you know, and he's real into the nicknames and you know, he would be like Hollywood Brown talking about Marquise whenever he would score a touchdown or whatever it might have been. So 
but I mean, he's kind of grown me. Joe Klatt. I think Joe Klatt's really good. Um, for is it does he do Fox? Yeah, it, yeah. He Joe yeah. Klatt's really good. I think he does a really good job. I also like Kurt Herbstreit and then the oh, uh, Herbstreit. What, what's really, his face? Yeah. yeah. Um, Fowler, Chris Fowler. Fowler. Yeah, those yeah. guys are the faces of college football. For not even close. No, oh, I agree, hundred percent. That's why I'm so guy. I'm like I was excited he was moving to ESPN to do an NFL game, but at the same time I was worried he wouldn't be able to do college because they did a playoff game this past year. Yeah, it was the Chiefs and they did someone, and I like walked into the room and heard their names, and it was on like it was on a Sunday, and I was like, what in the world? Like, yeah, what college game is going on right now? But yeah, no, they're solid. I know there was a guy named Don Crickey that did college football games in the 80s, 90s, did a really good job. He'd do some of these big bowl games like Orange Bowls for OU. I thought he had a really good sound. He was on NBC. There was just, just I don't know, something about it. It seemed like it was just better back, back whenever I was growing up. But, I mean, you guys will look at it someday and look at the time frame when you were in high school and – college and all that and thinking of those guys when you're my age too so but there's some good ones that are coming out and then some great ones charlie jones is a guy that was on nbc for years you could just once you heard his voice you could hear it. tom brookshire was a guy that was with um pat summerall before john madden so and they were just incredible together and heck i mean joe buck's dad um jack did the, did the cardinal games for years so he was he was incredible too. So it's pretty neat. We, we talked about it offline and each of us are bringing a question. So let's go from oldest to we'll go. No, we'll, here's what we'll do. Kellen, Gannon, then Garrett. And then I'll, I'll ask my question at the end. But you guys, did you, if you have a question, just, and then I'll, we all have to uh, respond to it. Do you want me to go with something? simple or something deep whatever you want to do it's your look we'll, we'll try to limit All to right. like i don't know like five minutes we'll, we'll we'll discuss it maybe if if we even need five minutes but yeah All right. well then gannon do you have one no no i'm coming up though if you what? don't you can use the one that i've said already because i have another one but if, if you worst case scenario use the soda one i'll come up with one if I don't, I'll say it last second. <clears throat> okay, then. All right. Mine's a little, little out there. If you could wake up one morning and you have 10,000 hours of experience, also known as being an expert in anything, what would that thing be? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you guys got answers? Pilot. What'd you say? Hmm. Pilot. A pilot. Okay. I'm going to say real estate investing. Okay. I can make uh, a lot of money. So here's yeah, my well, that's not exactly. Well, is that a thing I can, or is it like a skill? I is it something skill. that stays well, with skill? Is it something that would stay with you? Yeah. Okay. No, here we go. I, okay. I know what mine Three is. Three point shooting. Three point, Three point shooting. shooting. Expert. Okay. So you can just light the kids up at the park. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, never was. Six foot Gannon just 
Not even six not foot. Even. Five, five, ten games. <laughs> yeah. Little Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so, Garrett, yours is piling. And, Kellen, what, what would you do? I don't know. Part of me says, like, on one hand, like, like Bible knowledge, just because someday I want to get to the point where I know everything. That was Not my everything, but like I can that's answer my answer, questions yeah. easily. Dude, but like on another, cheese answer, dude. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Like another that's, one, maybe like. Uh, if I had ten thousand hours of Bible knowledge, yes, I agree with you. Like preaching, I'll, like where I was I'll just go preach, prayer. You know, I mean, that's what I would say. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm serious. Like if I had 10,000 hours now, if you're asking me about like something other than that, like, cause I mean, I would be, I would want to be like a preacher of some sorts to where you could, I think it'd be, that'd be incredible. But if you're talking about anything else, I'd probably say like a, honestly, like a, like sports announcing or something, something along those lines to where I would be hopefully one yeah. of the best sports announcers out there. I don't know what I do. I might do something with like photography or like, shoe designs or something if if that meant i could get like a, a job in that that'd be fun or a doctor or something like that yeah yeah i just don't want to see blood or see teeth or anything I don't know. what it, it, i don't, I don't see no teeth or something i don't want no feet hopefully in this hypothetical i'd be able to be given like a that'd be interesting time to think about it. yeah all right that was, that's a good one so who wants to go Gannon, you got yours ready? No. Okay, Garrett. Yeah, I just want to kind of talk about life and stuff, you know. Just no, actually though, um, uh, is the for fantasy football, is the running back position still the most important position to draft? And I guess on another hand, if you have the number one pick, who are you taking this year? And when I say most important, I mean like typically the those first four picks what, are. Yeah, it depends the, on. I think it depends on if it's a point. If you get points per reception, like which which I'm assuming it is. Yeah. Then I think it's man. It's definitely probably one of the. I mean, it could be. Yeah. The problem is, is like if you look at it from a point total, usually like the the quarterbacks always have more points than a running back, regardless. But everybody gets the running back first because there's such there's not as many of them that can, can perform and you've got like anywhere from your, your quarterback one to 10 could be almost the same guy with with you know if as long as everybody stays healthy or whatever i mean you're still going to have different some points but it could be a difference of like two or three points a game maybe versus a running back it could be a lot more so that would be i would still say yeah it's probably the the most important position if i had the number one pick this year i'll tell you that later but we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that after you guys talk about what you think the points i think so running backs because they're a little bit more consistent with just as much like volume and possibility of kind of like exploding in one game like high high, high floor and high ceiling if that makes sense yeah so i'd probably still say running back What was the question? What's the most important position? Is the running back the most important position still, still in fantasy? Well, I think the are, are we, we're talking fantasy. Yeah, yeah. I no, think the football is the worst, the least important. <laughs> well, I think quarterbacks are can be, but 
all there's there's always at least 15 quarterbacks putting up numbers it's hard to get one of those elite running backs that's putting up 25 30 points a game so i think yeah running backs are more important in the in drafting early because you're going to get a quarterback that's going to score as long as you don't wait too long and some guy picks two good quarterbacks but (laughs) yeah i'd say running backs I think the receiver is the most important because I think you're wrong. Gann, like Gann said, they're the more consistent. They're not. They're the least consistent position on the roster. And 90% of teams are all moving towards running back by committee, which cuts their entire production in half. There's only about two, maybe three running backs that have like the solo and they're always injured. So they hardly play. And then two, um, yeah, it's such a passing game. The receivers are constantly getting targets. And even in PPR, those guys are going to get maybe five, six receptions a game, which is a lot, but it's not going to go for very many yards. And I think, yeah, go ahead. Like, yeah, where you could say tier one of the um, running backs are important to get in the first two three picks but tier one through three of receivers are all going to outperform every single one of those running backs because if you pick a running back in the first round i could guarantee you 20 bucks we'd go back and look at our like draft history not a single one of those running backs are top five that year mccaffrey has been it like never whenever he was in the first round camaro's on the downward Derrick Henry missed half the year last Taylor. year. Taylor Peterson, whenever I picked him, stunk. So well, it's Jonathan always there's, it's always there's like five through Zeke. ten rounds that those guys really come out. Was it David Johnson that I picked number one yes, overall? Yes, it and was. Then he got hurt that first game for the season, and I was like, yeah. I, I turned the TV off and was like, all right, that's enough fantasy for this year. Yeah, I don't disagree with what Luckily, you're saying. Luckily, I'm a free agency master, so like I worked around it. Because you're one of the best. I just put on a clinic in the in the terms of free agency. Wait, I got an alarm set for like 2:45 a.m. on Tuesday mornings, and I'm knocking out anybody staying at the number one waiver spot all season, never using it, but I'm up there. Who who would you pick first, Gary? So that's the thing is, I would normally probably go like Devonta Adams or. Tyreek, but because they both moved, I mean, you just never know. Like, all these guys are switching teams. So, I'd have and to think about like, it. I def- it would definitely be a receiver because I've lost all trust in running backs. But if I had the number one, would you go like today? Go ahead. Well, would Gary go like four or five Dallas players again this year? Kind of just kind of riding Dak Prescott. <laughs> if I had the number one no. pick today, I would pick, pick Jonathan Taylor. That's, that's what I was thinking. I would. I mean, I, I was so mad last year because I was hoping he was getting her to drop to me. I don't remember what pick I had, six or seven, and Brian Verdeer took him right before me, and I stuck – I had to take Zeke, which I thought I had to take him because I can't root against him, but, man, it stunk. But I don't disagree with what you're saying. I just think the thing is is there's not as many really good running backs as there are better – like, there's a lot – I think there's more – receivers to choose from then there are running backs that's why people gobble them up like you got jonathan taylor derrick henry austin eckler mccaffrey who's i think 
No. I think he's basically done. Dalvin Cook, Mixon, good old Naj, Naj Harris, Najee Harris, Nick Chubb, Kamara. And then after that, I think everybody's kind of there's a list of 10 that are basically the same running back. But if you look at the points are all quarterback driven. Well, yeah, but like a hundred points difference in quarterbacks is nothing like that's like five points a game almost. And that's not that big of a deal from a quarterback. That's, but that's why quarterbacks aren't the most important. Like you're going to, no, I know, I know receivers. Like it's hard because you got to rely on two players for that receiver to, to perform. A quarterback gets hurt. Your receiver goes down not down, but his points are going to go down. The receiver gets hurt, loses all the points entirely. The running back, if the quarterback gets hurt, his averages might go down, but his workload goes up, and hopefully that means more points. Like, the running back is one of the few positions that's like, it's, right. it's him by himself. For sure. But for, for, like, three guys, other than that, there's always that backup who gets the exact same rushes or gets all the rushes in the goal line. It is fair. Like, there's only a select few that are, like, most of the workload I I remember no four or five years in a row I picked a New England running back and it was never the one that scored the touchdowns I always picked the wrong one it was I get the guy that run 90 yards and then boom somebody else none of the top three have like a backup like you're talking about though Taylor Henry and Eckler none of those three have like a secondary like Chubb does or did at least Uh, Chargers do now. We don't know. That. And then, huh? We don't. Who is it? I don't remember. But he, towards the end of the season, they were splitting it because I had Eckler in his production after he came back, got cut in half because they just kept going two man show. But even like even if they are the solo guys again, like Henry is always injured. Seems like, and then. Taylor, he's young, but something's gonna happen. Running backs are always getting beat up. All right, my question. Would you rather? All right, so like this, like the Dallas Cowboys win the Super Bowl, or for for you, Kellen, the Colts, the Sooner, since we're all Sooner guys. Win the NCAA championship in football or the Thunder for NBA. Who would you rather win the championship? Let's say it was for like a a three three times in the in like five years, three th- three times in five years. Man, Thunder. Like we... Ugh. No, said Thunder. What'd you say, Garrett? I was going to say, I feel like it's pretty easily unanimous, though, Sooners, but apparently not. Kellen, what do you think? It's tough, but I'd probably have to say Sooners as well. Yeah. I mean, I get the impact or whatever. You're going to go all in depth on it, but I like the no, thing more than any other sports. So I'm just thinking of that. I'm actually an Oklahoma fan. So. Well, I mean, well, Oklahoma City Thunder, people are fans yeah, here. So that'd be pretty Oklahoma. interesting. Yeah, but Oklahoma Sooners are different than any other Oklahoma team. I would put Thunder a second only because I've seen the Colts win a Super Bowl. I'd like to see my other teams win. And I don't remember OU winning. Yeah. But 
I would go, I would go Sooners first, Thunder second, and Dallas Cowboys third. Seriously, just because I think for for one, this the Sooners just college football, especially the craziness that's going on right now. Riley's gone, Venables here. If you could tell me we get three out of the next five with all that stuff that will happen, the recruits and everything, I think it'd be great. The Thunder. If for them, if they were able to win three and five, that would mean that they've got a good nucleus of players that are probably going to be there for a little while. I mean, that's not saying they couldn't win after that, but I'm just saying three out of five, you're guaranteeing Dallas. I love them. They've won championships. I've seen them win, let's see, three, four championships, I guess, which is cool. And they haven't won one in over what, 30 years, but I would still probably take the thunder over the Cowboys just because there's just so much, I just, they're not going to win with Dak Prescott anyway. So they'd have to bottom out. Dallas is also in a bigger market. So it'll be easier to, for them to win one on their own than thunder. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say the only thing that I could think of that would make me almost choose thunder over OU is OU already has that history and like, we're not the best, but we get they get good recruits. They're up there. The Thunder start winning like that. We start becoming a bigger market for that, and maybe it kind of snowballs into keeping all that instead of everybody saying how we're never going to win because we're, it's a small market. Right. Yeah, and you got a question? What do you think, like, the most valuable ass? What? what do you think the most <laughs> valuable as? Oh my gosh! What do you think the most valuable aspect is to like a quarterback? Film studying. Well, okay, let's go like athletically, I guess, or like physically, because that's an obvious like that. Every are you talking about like like mobility or well, yeah, like, with, like you, or arm like strength, accuracy, ball placement, yeah, arm strength, accuracy, yeah. play play extension or something man i don't know that's a good question because i mean big ben was like a, a guy that could keep the ball even though he was a big guy he wasn't as mobile but he people bounced off of him you know what i mean yeah but i do think accuracy is huge i mean aikman was one of the most accurate quarterbacks and then aaron Rodgers is extremely accurate tom brady's pretty accurate i don't know when you first asked the question, I was going to say something like, um, like just having brains, I mean, in a way, but. Well, yeah, that's all I would have said, but. Interesting. Probably, I'd have to say accuracy, but I'd probably follow it up second with uh, like extending the plays because I think that's what makes him home so good is he's got both. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He's got a cannon of an arm and. He can extend the plays for sure. For being able to dissect the defense from the before the snap, post snap, pre snap, yeah, yeah. Audibles. Peyton Manning was probably the best at that. Seriously, like one of the best, like audible guys. I mean, he came to the line. I mean, I, I'd love to know what was going through those guys' brains whenever they 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 saw what was going on. And I remember there was some video we were watching with Ed Reed, and Ed Reed knew. He he tricked Peyton Manning into he like do you remember that carrot like he tricked it was like no Peyton Manning tricked him no he he this no, one Ed, he, Ed Ed Reed blue coverage yeah on this exact type of play like so many times that For like season, fifteen just weeks so in a row yeah just so, so he Peyton knew would read it 
and he would change that coverage, though. I thought Reed. it was the other way around, that Peyton threw one ball, knowing Ed was, was going to watch the film, and then Ed Reed expected one thing, and Peyton did the opposite, obviously. I remember that story opposite, but I don't know. Either way, one of those two was legendary. For sure. And either way, it's kind of stupid, though. Oh, no. One time. Yeah. Sacrificing all of that. All right. So on Spotify each week, we have a poll question. I don't know if anybody, everybody knows that, but you can only get it on Spotify. We need to have a, we're going to have a poll question this week. Do you guys have a, any ideas what, what we should ask this week? Is the running back the most, best, okay. most important position? Okay. For fantasy. Cause that's a lot of, uh, cause there's coming up here very soon. We're going to be doing a lot of fantasy there's, uh, talk. What's no that? voting for your own question. No voting for your own question. There you go. What? I don't know about that. I think that I think I'm, only, get, I'm just interested because the like I feel like this whole rule of get your running backs while you can was whenever it was a running back league. And that's mm-hmm. they're easily the least important position on the offense now. But I will if you can get if you can get one of those top three running backs that actually right. does all the work, it's it a makes game it changer. makes it a lot easier. But it is risky. It's a gamble. But to answer my second question, I was I would pick either Cooper Cup or probably Justin Jefferson. Yeah. No, I'd pick I'd pick Jamar Chase over Jefferson. Possibly. Who does Jefferson have right? Now? Is it still it's still Kirk Cousins, right? Yeah, but he still like, somehow always performs. Jamar would be up there. It's just so hard for a second-year guy. Or so hard to predict a second-year guy. I think that team's got nowhere to go but up. I completely agree. I think they're... No, I'm sorry. I was going to say some joke, but then you guys would be like, whoa! As long as it's not something about Dak Prescott being a top-10 quarterback, so I can't I can't <laughs> think of myself having that big of a problem. <laughs> I just like Pa trying to talk whenever he doesn't know he's muted. What are you talking about? <laughs> Dad's over here. He's got this real big point. Just like and, uh, after I said J- Jamar or Cup and Jefferson, he like leaned up to the mic and started talking. And nothing was coming up. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, Cal- comes up then. Dad purposely muted himself because he had it. He was saying some not so nice things. That's probably, about co- scary. I was probably coughing because I've got a coughing fit I, ever since I got back from Pittsburgh. Allergies are killing me. You're always coughing. I'm not always coughing. What are you talking about? Ask Ma. Yeah. Wait, well, I don't know why you need to ask Ma. Ask anybody here, but I'm <laughs> always coughing. I just cough. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone notices it. <laughs> Who? Who? Okay. Define everyone. What do you mean? Kelly, me, Kellen, probably. Gannon, probably. Probably. Um, okay, so you've already got two that are already probably, so you don't know. Probably everybody notices. Well, I just need to know their opinions, but like I always cough. Yeah, you'll it'll just be like middle of the night, just in your chair, just coughing <laughs> for no reason, like three, four times, just watching a game. I just think I'll sit here and cough. I mean, what do you think I'm that's I'm what like, it sounds like? <laughs> you just you just like the attention. That's why you do love it draws you attention oh, so loud. Well, that's what dads do is sneeze loud because I mean it's like you just got do. What's that? <laughs> How many dads you got? So there you yeah, go. I was gonna say I don't know. I don't Papa Roy, know Papa Roy sneeze loud. Sneeze, but that's not just a natural thing. I don't think. 
Yeah, that's what you do. All right, so that's uh, that's all the time we have for now. We want you to know how much we appreciate each and every one of you for taking time out of your day to listen to our Fox 10 Sports podcast. Please stay safe, be savage, and not average. And remember to join the Skulk. Until next time, goodbye, everybody.